My guest today is a guy that our relationship started out on a kind of testy note. My guest is Anthony Scaramucci. And when Anthony was in the Trump orbit, I was one of the least merciful people out there about him. As he left Trump world, Anthony and I had a couple of encounters and a couple of conversations that have led us to the point where it's a groovy little friendship. I like the guy a lot. He is like all of us learning lessons through this world. We're going to talk today about a bunch of different things, Donald Trump, about the economy, about the 2024 election. It's a great conversation, and I look forward to uh, sharing it with you. There was also maintained what was called an enemy's list. Democrats want Republicans dead. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody. The women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions. On January 6th of 2021, you had tens of thousands of people peacefully protesting. You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified. It's not a right-wing conspiracy theory. It's not QAnon. It's real. (laughs) I'm Rick Wilson, and this is The Enemies List. Anthony Scaramucci is our guest today on The Enemies List. Anthony, thank you so much. It's great to have you back. Actually, I never never had you on this podcast. Yeah, I'm, glad I'm, I'm glad I'm on the enemies list, but not you. You were of it, but not on it, as they say. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> hey, so um, I want to jump right in, and catch up with you on a bunch of things, not just on the politics of 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 you know where 2024 is. You know, I I know you've had a you had a bit of a rough go there with the whole Sam Bankman Fried FTX thing. Sure, and I, happy to talk about that. I too. was thinking about that because it's like. The the in our society, it's like we really have to operate in certain p- places in in media and in politics and in finance where there's a certain level of trust. The, the world gets empowered by some by some pretty shitty people who, when they break that trust bond, as Bankman Free clearly did with not just you but a lot of people. Sure, it really it really messes up. I think areas of the economy and areas of our politics that that could be very beneficial. I mean, look, I, I believe that crypto is a gigantic future part of our economy. And it's guys like that yeah. who who sort of, you know, delude people in ways and, and engage in basic like just criminality and hide it from all their investors that that break that trust. So tell us about that experience a little bit if you can. Well, let me if, if you don't mind, I'm going to take thirty seconds in addressing what you just mm-hmm. said. So we're in total agreement on that. Um, I I don't think that Sam should do that, but he is. He's crippled the country known as the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has set back the regulatory process in the U.S. The regulators are on a witch hunt now against everybody. Right. Um, and we can debate the crypto stuff. Uh, Charlie Munger doesn't like it, but it took him 40 years, Rick, to like Apple Computer. <laughs> okay, So Bitcoin is 14 years old. We've got 26 more years to go. Charlie will be a hundred and twenty-six, probably still alive. Falls in love, or one hundred and sixteen. <laughs> yeah, and I look, and I like yeah, Charlie. Sure, I think he's a very smart guy. But, but my point is, so he has done this, and but we should be smarter than this. But this really does speak to your podcast because we have a vacuum of leadership in our society. If you didn't like FDR or you like FDR, he was a leader. Mm-hmm. So we had a huge problem in the nineteen twenties. We had a banking crisis. Uh, we had people uh, that were called banksters, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. as opposed to gangsters. And FDR said, okay, we have to regulate this. How do we regulate it? He went out to the community 
and said how best to regulate it. He put the fox in charge of the hen house, right. Joseph P. Kennedy, mm-hmm. set up the SEC, and then created laws that are still with us today. And so a good leader would say, okay, hold on a second. This is going to be a meaningful part of the economy, not going anywhere. We don't want to cede the mantle of financial services leadership to other countries. We do know that Hong Kong, believe it or not, is opening up on crypto. June 1st, Hmm. they're going to trade, mine, stake, allow for crypto because they need areas and policy to rebuild that city after the tear gas implosion and all that other stuff. And so now we're in a position because of regulation and tribal politics where we're going to lose the mantle of our financial services leadership. So there's a vacuum of leadership. I would call on both parties to stop the nonsense on this one area and have some kind of bipartisan agreement. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's yeah. right. That 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 that's what I would say here. Okay, um, and uh, here's another thing that I would say uh, along those lines. Sam not only betrayed me, he betrayed many people. Um, but one of the most painful things for me is that I like Sam Rick. I've, I've okay, heard he's a very him. affable, likable okay. guy. Okay, I liked him. Okay, and so like, you know, you know, if you read Dante's Inferno, uh, you know, it, hell is an interesting place because as you descend into hell, it gets very high mm-hmm. in layers four, five, and six. But then when you get to the ninth circle of hell, if you remember Dante's Inferno, it's, it's a ice. frozen yeah. lake. That's mm-hmm. why your grandparents were saying hot as hell and cold as hell mm-hmm. in here because it was both those things. But who lived in the ninth circle of hell? Well, that was the worst part of hell. The betrayers. And Dante mm-hmm. said that the angel Lucifer lives mm-hmm. there, and he lives there with people that have committed the worst sin on earth. And what is the worst sin on earth? It is the, the betrayal betrayers. of a friend, mm-hmm. Rick. Okay. And so who's down there with him? It's Judas, who betrayed mm-hmm. God. And it's Brutus and Cassius, mm-hmm. who betrayed Caesar, which is a metaphor for the state. So you betray your country or you betray your God, you end up with the devil who fell from heaven, also a betrayer of God. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm not saying that this guy is Judas or anything like that, but he did betray a lot of people, betrayed a lot of friends. Um, and I lost money and he hurt my relationship, uh, you know, my, my reputation, I should say. But here's another thing I'd say to your podcast listeners. If you have your integrity, you will always have opportunity. That's okay. Right. You know, you know, you were writing nasty. Are you allowed to curse on this oh, podcast? Yeah. I think you oh, are, right? Yeah. You're right. I mean, you were writing some nasty shit about me when I was working for yeah. Trump. And some of it was justified, actually. I actually read the shit you were writing about me. I said, you know, this son of a bitch is actually right. I remember uh, running into you in the lobby of like the Austin Tribune right. Festival. <laughs> Texas, like Texas Tribune Festival. Right. Festival. And I went over to you. I said, hey, you son of a bitch, you were actually right. <laughs> Okay, let's build a relationship with each other. And we have. And but my point is, my point is that you've got to be that type of a person where you're open to new ideas or you're open to different thinking. I got Trump wrong. I didn't see the malevolence and I was doing something that was an equivocation for Trump. Sure. Talking badly about Mexicans, okay, let me offer up some cognitive dissonance. He's saying XYZ that's wrong, let me offer up some cognitive dissonance. We shouldn't have done that. And I'm going to say this to you, and I think you're going to agree with me. Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence, you pick the person that worked for Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they're good leaders, they are going to have to hold themselves accountable 
for being an accomplice of right. his because I hold myself I know accountable. You do. For sure. Um, he, his racial tones, his invective, his nastiness, okay? No bueno for the country. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it started a prairie friar. Maybe there was underlying hatred, but we never got that far. Father Coughlin didn't ascend to the presidency. Charles Lindbergh didn't ascend to the presidency, but we got a white nativist that ascended to the presidency and he stoked these flames that are very hard to put out. This is, you know, you know, those forest fires when they get started and they start to rampage, they're hard to put out. No, for sure. The idea that you get a Trump out of this, this moment in history, there are always people in all these various walks of life who will, who will betray that trust and do that. Well, look, and and I'm, I'm glad that you've, I'm glad you're coming through the other side of this thing with telling the story uh, clearly and and sharply. Now, uh, speaking of uh, investment instruments, you said a couple years ago that you hope the Trump's uh, SPAC that with Truth Social goes up 10 times for where it was so that Trump wouldn't run for president again. I don't think we're going to get our wish, my friend. (laughs) I, 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 you know, listen, I mean, I'm going to ask you something now, if you don't yeah. mind. I know it's your podcast. I, I got to ask you something. As it stands right now, he gets that nomination, right, Rick? Or am Absolutely. I uh, listen, all okay. these people. All, right. I just wanted, you're a lot, all these. A lot smarter to this stuff. Well, me, look, all these. I mean? First off, I think you're exactly on point about Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence. They're all, I mean, Nikki Haley has, she's tried to not say the T word. She's like trying try to pretend Donald yeah. Trump doesn't exist. Like she didn't like some random guy. Oh yeah, I think we met once time at a reception or something. This is a person who was carrying water for him, who who defended him at every point, and and she won't say it. it, it no one's going to buy that. First off, I don't think voters in the Republican Party today are what people around these guys think they are. They love the Trump stuff. They love the big show. It's going to be a Trump DeSantis race. I still think Trump has the odds on it especially because you've got Nikki Haley and you've got Mike Pompeo and you've got Mike Pence and you've got Christy Nome and God knows who else gets in, right? I think they divide up the non-Trump vote in the Republican electorate. And and he gets, once he wins the first couple of, uh, of contests, it's over. The media will shift and the politics will shift and there won't be a there won't be some sense of like, oh, well, maybe we should wait around and see what happens. It'll be, it'll be done pretty much that day. So... I, I just I don't see him having. I, I look. It's not going to be an easy election. He'll he'll fuck it up because he always does. He, he'll say shit that you know people think is insane because right. he always does. But right. the structural elements of the party, um, and and the yeah. and the ability and the d- degree to which he's a known figure in the party, even though some people don't like him, they're like, okay, we know what he's going to do. We know how it's going to go. So f- screw it. We'll do it again. I well, I'm I'm a, I'm in agreement with you on all those things. I guess the uh, two quick other questions, if you don't mind, does he get indicted? Yes or no? I say no. I don't think so. Okay, so I don't think so. Okay, we've been both consistent on yeah. that. And then, can Joe Biden beat Trump in the general election? You say uh, it's a hard one, man. I, I, it's going to be a very rough ride, and Trump has a lot of structural advantages. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. All the all the downsides of Trump are already baked in the cake. All the crazy of Trump is already baked in the cake, and Republicans are used to defending him till till their last breath. And I yeah. think, I think Biden is. I think Biden is is well positioned. I think he's had a pretty centrist 
center left administration for the most part. He hasn't gone crazy on any of the social stuff. Um, right. Thank God. Thank God. And I think it's going to be up to him to give Republicans a reason to vote for him and to vote against Trump rather. But mm-hmm. Trump has to, Trump has to secure a hundred percent of the Republican base vote and then try to expand. Biden only has to get, you know, he's got Biden, Biden's vote will be with him. The Democrats are not going to run off after all this and go with Trump, but it's a, it's a tough, right. it's going to be a tough road. And the same people that, you know, frankly, the part of the party that you and I are basically from the business guys, yeah. the chamber of commerce guys, we're going to be the ones who end up making this, the, deciding where the country ends up. The honest answer. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, I mean, unfortunately, some of those people actually do not know how crazy Trump actually is. Even okay? now, so, right? It's crazy. Even now. Okay. <clears throat> so General General Kelly, uh, uh, Mike Pompeo knows this, not going to talk about it because right. it's against his political interests. But uh, Jim Mattis, uh, you know, Rex Tillerson, myself, we saw the full on craziness. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. saw the full on craziness. You follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. And and I got to tell you, I don't understand how people can't see it. Uh, but there's a lot of people that will hold their nose and say, well, I like those business policies. I don't like the direction that the Democrats are taking on crypto or this, that, and the other thing. Since you brought up mm-hmm. crypto, I'm going to tell you this, 80 million people own crypto. Right. And so if you're going to take a negative crypto stance in the 2024 election, and some guy's taking a positive crypto stance, you know how people vote. Sure. Right? They vote with their wallet. Sure. So you have a you have a decentralized lobbying organization, a DLO, mm-hmm. known as the crypto community. Yep. Okay, and you could you could move those people if you're pro crypto. So you know, uh, you know the Democrats have to be careful. You know, Trump. You know Trump like I know Trump. He'll go with wherever he thinks he can get the Absolutely. votes. You know, he doesn't have. Any, he doesn't have, and he doesn't, he, have, and he doesn't have to understand. It. He doesn't have to understand crypto right. to know if he can say, uh, you know, it'll get you rich. People will do better with it, and they and Joe Biden wants to keep it from you, even if he reduces it to some absurdly like reductive argument. It, it it won't matter. Support for Rick Wilson's The Enemies List comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable, all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, Visit odoo.com slash Wilson. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash Wilson. Odoo. Modern management made simple. As a listener to this podcast, you know democracy is in danger in America and beyond. This titanic challenge requires a powerful response, and that's why Resolute Square was founded. The Enemies List is part of the Resolute Square family. We're a pro-democracy network. The Enemies List is just one part of Resolute Square's pro-democracy content and coverage. Our members get particularly exciting benefits. Exclusive live roundtable discussions with me, Joe Trippi, Reed Galen, Stuart Stevens, and Tara Setmayer. In those discussions, you can ask us questions directly, as if you are in the room at a campaign strategy session. In these sessions, we'll give folks answers on how to fight back against the crazy, how to push back against the MAGA media, and how to communicate effectively in the battle for our democracy. We're building a new arsenal for democracy, and we could use your support. Head over to ResoluteSquare.com enemies to let the world know where you stand.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Everybody's got a morning ritual. Uh, I know I do. And I want to feel like I'm getting my day going. I want to feel like I'm moving. And more than coffee sometimes, it's making sure you're clean, squared away, put together. You can get your day started by upping your shave game with Harry's sleekest razor yet, the craft handle. I like to use it because I've got to shave this giant dome of mine every day. So I got to keep it shiny. I have a beard, but I keep my neck clean front and back, do all the miscellaneous trimming. And the new craft handle, it actually is a lot more precision, at least that I found, with the new grip. I really like it a lot. You'll be getting quality shaving for a really amazing price. For now, they're offering the craft handle starter set for 10 bucks. It's a $17 value. So this is something you really should try. And if you don't like it, it's on them, guys. They stand behind the product. They guarantee it. How can you get a hold of the craft handle, the latest, greatest from Harry's? It's simple. Get it delivered to your door for 10 bucks at harrys.com slash enemies list. That's harrys.com slash enemies list. Um, yeah, look, I think that's, that's, that's the, that's the, like where, where America goes in the future. Big question is, can he beat Joe Biden? There's a possibility he could beat Joe Biden without a lot of hard work and a lot of people like yeah. throwing in on, mm-hmm. and trying to keep telling the truth mm-hmm. about who this guy is, which is something you know, that mm-hmm. I've always admired that you did. Like when, when you got clear of that blast radius, man, you have not pulled a punch. And I've always appreciated that because, you know, I think it, I think yeah, looping back to the beginning, there are plenty of people who are now running for office or pretending that when they work for Trump, nothing ever happened. They never saw any of the craziness. And I was, I was never mm-hmm. there when he was acting like a madman. You know, that's yeah. just a fundamentally dishonest, untruthful. I mean, when you are, but you have to have them. I run a company. You have to be honest. Yep. Okay. The only way people are going to trust you, Rick, is if you're like, hey, you know what? I went left. I got that wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now let me explain to you how I got it wrong. You know, you're talking about FTX. I like talking about Sam right. because if I can save one person, mm-hmm. Rick, if I can save one person from not having to go through the catastrophe that inflicted Skybridge and myself personally, I want to share the sure. story. Okay. Because if it could tripwire somebody to say, hey, I don't want to trust that person, or they may be nefarious. Right. I heard Anthony on Rick's podcast. Okay. So that that's leadership. Sure. Okay. That's how you get people to trust you. Okay. And the, the problem here with these politicians now, they are wavering equivocators <laughs> In our party, okay, or not your party anymore, but I'm still. Believe me, I'd love, I'd love to have a conservative, center-right, pro-economic growth party in this country. (laughs) Your, your, your former party, my current party, sucks. I cannot believe the jackasses and the cowards that are running around in that party. Okay, 
uh, uh, John Fetterman just checked himself in for depression. Okay. I put out a tweet yesterday saying I applaud his courage yeah. mm-hmm. for checking himself yeah. into a clinic for depression. Mm-hmm. And I wish him and his family well. And I'm going to say a prayer for him and his family. And he is providing a role model for other people that may feel this way. Because, Rick, it is a disease. What I mean, I've got Republicans chanting nonsense at I, I, me I'm getting the same. for showing showing pathos and compassion mm-hmm. for the plight of this man as a human being, okay? Where the bipartisan message should be, hey, man, if you feel depressed, it's like Good if you help. have a bad heart right. or a bad knee, go get yourself help. We don't want yeah, you nobody's to kill judging, yourself. Nobody's judging you, you if you get if you get help. Nobody's judging you. No, I mean, come on. Okay, no, no. Blah, blah, blah. But by the way, and then these same dolts, why don't you blame Trump? Because you could have had Dave McCormick run against him. He was a more moderate guy than Oz. He may have beaten him. Yep. So, you know, why don't you blame Trump then if you're going to act like a nut? You follow Oh, no. Listen, I mean, that that to me was one of those examples. It's like the cruelty is the point of the Republican Party to, for a lot of people now. Like being a being a divisive and, and nasty jackass about a piece of – look, I, I love fighting with people about, about politics. But there's a point where it's not about politics. It's about a human moment. Where a guy who clearly came very close to the edge said, I'm going to get help for the sake of my family. And it deserves all the praise in the world. And you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that a lot of the traffic, that a lot of these people are saying some really hideous stuff. And, and yet, yeah, you're right. I was always afraid that Dave McCormick would get the nomination, that Trump would shut up. I mean, if, if, if Trump had kept his finger off the scale, Mitch McConnell would have a plus three, plus four advantage in the Senate right now. I, you know, and, and by the way, you know, I'm shaking my head here with disgust. Is this a video podcast or it's audio? Just audio. If it's yeah. audio, all right, I'm just letting everybody know I'm sitting here with the brilliant Rick Wilson shaking my head in disgust because Trump really screwed the Republicans. He screwed the pooch on the Republicans. And Romney is right, by the way, because you probably heard his remarks mm-hmm. yesterday. Pick one person, go after Trump. Don't have 26 dwarfs on the stage where the orange wrecking ball can have a field day with these people. Uh, And they they don't know how to handle him. Okay, Even DeSantis, as smart and as clever as he is, because of the age difference, Rick, he won't know how to handle him on the stage. Listen. You know, he'll be te- he'll be saying that the DeSantis is grooming young people, which, of course, he isn't. And, you know, he'll have to respond to that. Like, when's the last time you beat your wife? Yeah. You know what no, I mean? No, I, I think DeSantis yeah. is an overpriced stock right now because, you know, no one who has not been around Trump watching that that show he puts on understands it. DeSantis thinks he understands it. He doesn't understand it. He has no idea what's coming on in terms of the degree to which that man can be cruel and horrible to people. It's it, it, he has no he has not even begun to imagine the shit Trump will lay on him um, in in the race. So you know we talked about whether Trump can beat Biden or not, and and I think one of the big fundamental questions is, you know, where's the economy at? If you listen to the Republicans on Capitol Hill, the, the way the eco- the economy is a is a blasted hellscape, Mad Max ruins, mutants eating each other, and there's, the economy is the worst ever in history. If you listen to the Democrats, you know, we're having some easing of inflation, record employment, all that. What's your take on where we're at now and where you think we're going to be in 24 and how does it affect the landscape of of the election? Because it really is going to be a fundamental question. 
So, so it's a brilliant question. And I'm going to say something to you that I firmly believe, and this is my 35th year in business um, since I left law school. The economy is situational and it gets personalized. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so when George W. Bush's father, George Herbert Walker Bush, going through a recession, the unanticipated Gulf War, it's Bush's recession. When that's just a cyclical thing Mm -hmm. that's situational, it becomes Bill Clinton's booming economy. You follow what I'm trying to say? When Ronald Reagan gets the job and we're in a doldrums in a recession, it's Jimmy Carter's recession. Reagan suffers with this recession. We have 10% unemployment Mm -hmm. through the 1982 midterms. He gets trounced in the midterms. We then go on to have a very robust recovery. All of this is cyclical, Rick. All of this is the cyclical nature of a market-based capitalist society but we personalize it on the politician, okay? So right now, okay, the economy's eh, meh, however you want Mm -hmm. to describe it, but it's getting better, okay? And the inflation numbers are coming down, and I don't want to get too wonky with your podcast listeners, but I'll just tell these guys one good measurement of inflation is to look at the 10-year tips. Those are the treasury inflation protected securities. And what the market does is it it measures the break-even, So what does that mean? That means what is inflation going to look like over the next 10 years? The market says right now 2.33%. When that gets to 3%, Rick, the Fed gets very upset. Mm -hmm. It was was at 3% about 12 months ago. They started ratcheting rates. But Rick, they can't let it go below 2% because you need inflation to eat up a portion of the debt. Correct. We have to monetize the debt through the devaluation of the Mm -hmm. money. So they can't have a deflationary crisis. So as we're trending down, the Fed will boom, they'll start cutting rates again. And I believe the economy is going to boom into the 2024 election. It won't be Joe Biden's fault. He will get the benefit of it. Okay. The same way that this thing has been going up and down like this for 120 years. Okay. So now if I'm wrong about that and there's a misfiring, the Republicans are going to kick his ass in. Okay. That's just what's going to happen because it'll be his recession. It'll be his mistakes. Okay. And there's great irony here. He should have lost the Senate. Sure. Donald Trump, you know this, you're a student of politics. Midterms, the presidential party gets killed. killed. But this guy had Donald Trump working for him as a democratic accomplice and he kept the Senate. (laughs) It's the, the greatest asset in 2024 for the Democratic Party was Donald Trump. No question, hands, or 2022, excuse me. No question, hands down. So, well, Anthony, I no, very we, much we, we I very much appreciate you coming on the podcast today, my friend. It's great to talk to you as always. And uh, say, and uh, same here. And thank you for promoting Open Book for me. You're a good man. I, gotcha. I appreciate that. We're just getting that started. Happy to do it. And yeah. uh, that's available everywhere where podcasts are. Absolutely. Uh, and you're, you're a great... And you see, what I love about you is we started like, you know, mm-hmm. a little fight and now look at the love. I know. Look, look at the, the love, love that people. We have if we were on video, you'd see the right, love. So, <laughs> yes. And I just want people to know he started out with saying that we were gentlemen. I'm like, we're not gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Rick and I are pirates. Andrew, okay? our, our, Andrew our producer, gentlemen. Anthony and I, yes. not so much. <laughs> we have we have Andrew Brill on the phone. There are three people listening. One of us is a gentleman. 
Two of us are pirates. I'll let you guys decide which are which. <laughs> well, Anthony, thank you so much, brother, for coming on. All we'll right, talk be, to you again soon, my friend. Well, you Rick. too. All right. God you bless too, you, brother. man. Thank you. Today on the enemies list, it's you, Nikki Haley. It's you. Nikki Haley announced that she's running for president. She gave a long speech that sounded like it was vomited out of a focus group run by ChatGPT. It was a freight train of tropes and focus grouped phrases and happy talk and this critique of America that mysteriously ignored two words that I think would have made her campaign something interesting. And those two words were Donald Trump. The idea that the Republican Party is going to elect Nikki Haley or any of the rest of these like second, third tier, you know, weirdos, losers, wannabes is a patently insulting and ludicrous idea. Now, Nikki Haley sold her soul to Donald Trump a long, long time ago. But the idea you can avoid talking about Donald Trump if you're running for president for the Republican nomination, it's just astounding to me that anyone believes they can get away with it. But she clearly believes she can get away with it. I expected her her announcement speech would go over about like it did, which was like a wet fart in a in a in a closed room. But Nikki, you had a chance, and and I guess I'm saying this to every other Republican wannabe also. Say his name. Say his name. Say his name. Go out there and say Donald Trump was wrong to order January 6th. Donald Trump was wrong to tell people that bleach would cure COVID. Donald Trump was wrong to say there were good people on both sides in Charlottesville. There's an endless list of conservative critiques of Donald Trump. But Nikki Haley, you're too chicken shit. You're too afraid to say it. That's why you will never be president. You will not distinguish yourself. That's why you will never escape from the fate of everyone else around Donald Trump as long as you keep pretending that he was a normal president as long as you keep pretending you can just walk past him in the darkness, you're going to lose. So, Nikki, you're on the enemies list this week. But honestly, I won't have to think about you much longer because you're probably going to place third in your own state when the primaries come. Get your shit together. Thanks again for listening to the enemies list. If you have any comments, questions, or if there's someone you'd like to hear on the podcast, hit me up on Twitter at the Rick Wilson. Thanks again for the wonderful support you've shown the pod. We're growing fast. It really helps if you will share this with your friends, your family, and anyone else who, like us, is trying to save democracy. While you're at it, if you could rate and review the podcast, I would be very much appreciative. I know this is the sort of thing you've heard a billion times. Please rate, review, like, blah, blah, blah. But you need to do it. It really does help us a lot. We are slaves to the algorithm, my friends. And if you do this, it will help get the pod out further. Anyway, thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, whatever you do, stay off the list. <laughs>